If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to the last episode of 2022. Today we are diving into a listener episode with Catherine. She is a 31-year-old woman from upstate New York, and we're talking about her breakup after a a five-and-a-half-month relationship where she was broken up with over text and then a week later found out that the real reason for the breakup was that her ex had met someone else weeks prior to that. And we talk about quite a few interesting things in this episode. The first one being she had just kind of recently come out of a six-year toxic relationship and how in some ways healing from the toxic relationship felt easier than going through a five and a half month relationship breakup, which that's why I'm always when people say like, what's the timeline for going through a breakup? And then they'll tell me I was with this person for a year and a half. It really doesn't matter because so many factors go into how intense the breakup is going to feel. And this is a great example of that. So we talk through her acceptance of finding out that information. We talk about like this idea of getting closure. A lot of people don't get closure and she got like very brutal closure. We talk about her healing process through all of that. So we have a nice short and sweet episode to end the year. And before diving into the episode, I just want to thank you all so much for another great year of the podcast. We are entering into our third year. April will be three years of the podcast and I am just, it's honestly, this is like my favorite part of what I'm able to do. I love being able to put these episodes out every week. So also want to say that I know if you're in the thick of this rough holiday season, or if you're listening to this later and you're just in the thick of it in general, just keep going back to it's going to pass. And yeah, let's meet Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to be a listener episode. Hi, thank you for having me. Can you just start by telling us just a little bit about you, where you live, or anything else you want to share? Sure. So my name is Catherine. I I am 31. I live in upstate New York, not too far from New York City, and I currently work in education. Awesome. And just start off by sharing a little bit about the relationship that you were in that 
led to, you know, you ultimately following breakup SD? Yeah. So I was with someone for a short time period, actually, it was five and a half months, but I don't know, it was very different for me. The last person I was with prior to that was six years and it was very toxic and just rough. And this person was so warm and safe and sensitive. But then things in February ended surprisingly for me uh, because that person decided to pursue someone else. Okay. So I think that's actually like not qualified breakups by like the amount of time. Because like you said, like a six and a half year relationship breakup can be not as hard, quote unquote, as like a five and a half month one. And I think especially coming out of a toxic relationship, like the first safe feeling relationship is very impactful because it's like, okay, there are safe people out there. I can be in a relationship with someone who treats me well and is kind and cares about me. So I feel like that's very common to like become very attached to someone healthy after something toxic. Yeah, definitely. So when they ended the relationship, I assume it was like very out of out of left field. It was. I would say for about like a week prior to it, I noticed they started acting differently. Mm. And I did confront the person because I was like, I see that you're acting differently. What's going on? I know that they had a lot of other stressors going on at the time. Mm-hmm. So I they that's the excuses that I was given. And I believe them because I was like, oh, they're valid excuses. And then it, it just happened very abruptly. I was actually yeah. on my way to meet them when it happened. So you're on the way and they, what they just called you and are like, I'm done. They texted me that they can't do it. Oh my gosh. I'm and then so we spoke sorry. on the phone. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but did you never ended up going to see them? No. Okay. That's good. I think a lot of people would probably push for that. So I think it's good. I definitely did, but um, yeah. it's still fine, which is fine. <laughs> probably ultimately good. Yeah. So my first thing that came to mind was like, I noticed that I have a lot of people going through breakups who maybe suspect that their ex like left them for someone else or they don't know why the person like all of a sudden abruptly left. Whereas in your case, they were like totally honest and like upfront about it, which obviously probably stung so bad and was so devastating. But like, I don't know. It's like some people say, oh, I don't get closure. You did get like really brutal closure. And I'm curious kind if of. like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Explain. The night that I went to go meet them, it was just like it ended because they have a lot going on. Mm. Said I was a great person, all this stuff. And we both went away that week separately. And when we came back, I did want the closure. And I was like, can I get a little more information? Like, because I'm blindsided. And we spoke on the phone, and that person gave me a little bit of a hard time. And then I unfortunately called them a coward and they did come out with it. And then they told me that they had met someone else like weeks prior. Okay. Obviously everything happens for a reason, but if you could go back, would you want to know that information or no? I wish I knew it sooner than okay. a week later. I wish I knew like when it was initially happening and not a week later. Yeah. Because probably during that week you were just like spiraling on. Yeah. Why it, it was happened. like feeling it twice over. Yeah. And honestly, they kind of were a coward by how they ended it. So I don't blame you for <laughs> for calling them that. So walk me through the beginning of the breakup. Obviously, everything hurts right after a breakup. But like, what was the biggest thing that you were struggling with initially for it? Was it the shock? Was it the betrayal? Like, kind of walk me through those first maybe couple weeks. 
I think it was a shock. And then like, once I found out about the other person, it definitely felt like betrayal to me. I kind of was just like, I can't believe I'm going through something like this again. Like, like I said, I was with someone toxic for six years. And at the end of that, I kind of was just like, I don't know. I had, I kind of like, was like accepted that. And I was just like, it is what it is. But then this one, I was just like, I can't believe like someone who wasn't toxic and was nice and everything could like, this hurts like 10 times worse actually than like the last one did. Interesting. Okay. Do you feel like you had fully processed the split from the toxic relationship or do you feel like some of that stuff came back up? I'm sure some of that stuff did come back up. I know like I did speak about it with this person and I did talk to them a little bit about like some of my insecurities that I had felt. And then like one major thing that actually happened in like about a month and a half prior to us ending. And that was like a deal breaker for me. And I was, he was so accepting of it. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I found someone that is like so accepting of this. And like, I felt like I was like, this is it. Like, this is safe. This is secure. Yeah. And then like a month later for that to happen, I think that was just like, I can't believe I just like delved all that and it was accepted. And then I'm like, was it really like, yeah. Well, I imagine too, there's like, in your mind, it's like, okay, toxic people are clearly like not safe and they're, they're going to hurt me. Then it's like, oh no, like someone safe can hurt me too. It's the same reason like I share why good relationship breakups are oftentimes harder because it makes you feel completely unsafe in the relationship realm. Like clearly I knew not to go back to a toxic person. Looking at this person, they were great. They were safe. They accepted me. Like how am I ever going to be able to vet that in the future? So I imagine that part's also really difficult. What were some of the things in the very beginning that you did to help comfort you? Well, that week that I was going away was helpful because me and two of my best friends actually had a trip planned to Vegas and we went. So that was- What great timing. It was very good timing. Yeah. I felt like I was a little bit of a Debbie Downer on the trip, but I did try to enjoy myself as much as I could. Since I work in education, like the, you know, the school year is always crazy in the spring. So it was very helpful to like dive into work Mm-hmm. And a position had come up at my job as well that I applied for. So I pushed like myself into that. And then I actually did get that position at the end of the year, beginning of the summer. So throughout the summer, then I really just like dived into that. Oh, that's great. Okay. And I do find that there tends to be, I think someone just wrote this in a message, but like sometimes if you do kind of open yourself up, like you do notice that there are like these little things kind of sent to save you in like the really dark times where it's like, Okay, I had this trip planned to Vegas that I got to go to, which by the way, I've shared this on the show before, but I went to Vegas like two weeks after my breakup and I was literally like sobbing at a pool party, total Debbie Downer, but I'm really glad I went and it was still a positive experience. And then being able to get that position, that's awesome. And I know that people tend to want to cancel plans and not do anything after a breakup, but I do think any commitments that you have, even though you probably don't want to go, it's like ultimately like it's... Anything's better than sitting at home thinking about your breakup. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. And what were some of the times that were hardest for you navigating the beginning of the breakup? So the person I was with also works in education, and my school had to visit theirs, and I had to go see them. Oh, that was about a month afterwards. Okay. And how did that, so that go? Was, that was it. Was very civil. Like it was work professional. 
and the person actually went out of their way to say hello to me and like see how I was doing and everything, which I thought was like very nice. But I kind of do feel like at the same time afterwards, I was like, maybe this means something. Mm, And it definitely did not. And that was a struggle, very much so. After that, though, I haven't seen that person since, which is good. That's great. But we do have like kind of shared education ties or shared students. So I actually have had to contact that person recently too. Okay. So that was hard. But yeah, right afterwards, having to see them was very difficult. But just a couple of months afterwards is very difficult. Like, you know, trying to figure out like what the best support system was for me, how to lean on them. Mm-hmm. Hard to lean on people who are also kind of going through their own personal stuff in life. So okay. um, it kind of made it I didn't want to lean too much on them, I felt like. So I did feel like a little bit alone going through stuff. Yeah. So you said like figuring out the best support system. What did you ultimately figure out? And were these things like, that's very hard when friends are also going through stuff. And sometimes it's like good stuff. And sometimes it's also hard stuff. Mm-hmm. But either way, it feels like a lot to to lean on them. Did you ever end up like talking to them about it? Like asking them like... For feedback or or how did that like what did you ultimately end up figuring out? Yeah, just like um advice of things that they've had been through. I definitely did rely on siblings and their significant others a lot. It's hard because they have weird hours, so I don't get to like see or speak to them very often. But honestly, work really was like my saving grace for a lot of it. Do you have like good relationships with your coworkers? I do, yes. Okay. And you were able to like, let them know what was going on. Maybe not. Oh yeah. I had like a full breakdown at work once. And my, um, my one coworker was like, come into my office. And I'm like, okay, I need this. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I feel really bad for people that, you know, are in situations where they like have to go to work and like, can't disclose anything that's like, they don't feel safe disclosing anything that's going on because there is something nice to know that like, if you were to have a breakdown at work, like someone could be like, come here, like, let me let me shield you for a little bit. Yes, exactly. Instead of, you know, just having to like run out to your car and and cry real quick. So I've noticed that when it comes to like ex leaving someone for someone else, it tends to create a big hit to our like self-esteem and self-worth. And can you kind of talk a little bit about what it did? And I mean, it's it's impossible not to take it personally, but like, did you take it very personally and make it mean something about you? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I took it very personally. Even when I think back on it, I still take it a little personally. Of course. I don't have a high like self-worth to begin with. And I don't know why I'm sure the six-year toxic relationship definitely has something to do with that. But even prior to that, I did not see myself highly for some reason. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but this definitely did take very personally especially because when the person was ending things, they do say things like how great of a person I am. I'm the most genuine person they have ever met. And I do know that about me. Like, I know I'm very kind. I know I'm very genuine. I wouldn't have gone into the field I've gone into if I didn't like feel like empathetic to people and stuff. So yeah, I took it extremely personally and I was very hard on myself for months after even. Mm -hmm. Did you find yourself like going back through all the time that you guys were together and like, maybe I should have done this differently or if only I was like this or kind of that like- 100%, yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. I definitely, (laughs) my friends always say that I have a great memory and they've been saying that for years and I remember things like in full detail. So yes, like when I like thought of things, it was like I was like within the moment again, like in full detail. So it was very difficult. 
you know, so this happened in February. So we're like 10 months out. How did you ultimately like make peace with that? Like, how did you stop obsessing? I just think like obsession is like the opposite of peace, you know, where we're like constantly like, so was there a point where you stopped obsessing on how you could have been different or maybe you started being a little bit more kinder towards yourself in that sense? Yeah, I would say probably sometime in July when I took over my new role Mm -hmm. at my job. And I think it's just because I like had to focus and transition so much onto that role that it was, I don't know, it it really consumed a lot of my mind, which is good because I felt like I almost had to obsess over work in a way now. Yes. So one obsession replaced another one, but for good reasons, because I had to learn a new role and everything. So I would say probably sometime in July, definitely. So what, that's about five months-ish. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like in a perfect world, we would like to deal with obsessing, we would like take up meditation and like really learn how to like quiet our mind and be like Mm -hmm. at peace and accepting of everything. But like when you're in the midst of a breakup, that's like not the time to do that. So that's why I always say like, just shift your thoughts, like literally anything. I don't care what you shift your thoughts to, but like shift your thoughts away from what's tearing you up inside. Mm -hmm. And work is like a great one. And two, like, I would imagine that getting that position and starting that position was like a self-esteem booster because it's like, okay, I'm very valuable. Like people can see that about me. So I would Mm -hmm. also imagine that that's also part of that, of being able to see, like, sometimes we can't see our value, but we can see the data of how other people see our, our value and that can help us, you know? Yeah, that was definitely helpful. That's great. 
So as you know, once you get past like the initial really hard part about the breakup, what were some things that maybe you did to heal a little deeper? Like what were some tools that maybe you you used? I guess, I don't know, some people's beginning part, I don't know how long it lasts, but like, yeah. What did you do to kind of deepen the the healing for you? First, I did remove the person from all social media. How long did that take you to do that? Actually within a week of finding oh, out that they left for someone else. Okay. That's yeah, very I had to. Yeah. I remember initially not wanting to remove them from seeing me and I accidentally hit remove and I was like, darn it, that's not what I wanted to do. But it worked out obviously for the better. (laughs) Gifts from the universe. Yes. So um, that was the first thing. And then I tried to spend as much time as possible with friends if I could. One friend specifically was really good about like, let's just go outdoors. Let's just walk around. Let's let's just get out, which was very important. Yeah. My mom has been huge in a lot of things. My mom is like my best friend kind of too. So I do share a lot with her and she was very helpful. And she has some choice words sometimes when she decides to talk about someone. So that's very helpful. And it's funny too. Yeah. Well, it's mama bear. No one. Yeah. You don't mess with my daughter. No, definitely not. the new job and everything. I did do some journaling that has been helpful at times. I don't do it all the time, only when I feel like I'm like really stuck and I do need to get something out. Yeah. But otherwise I'm not pretty consistent with it, but I do use it if need be. And there are some times where I've like addressed the journal entry to that person. And as if it was, I was saying it to that person, but then other times it was just like for myself. Yeah. I've done some like physical stuff here and there for a couple months. I was really steady at the gym, but then when my new job took over, that kind of went away a little bit. And then as of late, I've been trying to do yoga once a week on Sundays to kind of prep for me for the week to kind of start off on like a relaxing note for the week and reading. I've been really getting into reading again too. Do you feel like those kind of new habits are like the result of going through the breakup where it's like, okay, I want to add more peace or more like I don't know, more things that feel good into my life. Yes, definitely. And to like take over time as well, because when you're going through a breakup time feels like it is an eternity long. Yeah. An hour can feel like it's like three years. Totally. Yeah. No. And I think that's like a huge reason why plans are so important because they're, it's really the only thing that can make time go by a little bit faster. You know, binging a TV show can help and like all of those things, but just idle time at home. It just makes you feel like you're stuck in like molasses, basically moving forward. I did want to ask you, have you gotten to the point where you were able to experience anger towards your ex? Yes. And did that come right away? Did that come later? How did that look? It didn't come right away. It was definitely sadness for the first month or two. And was it like, was there anger towards yourself of like, I did something to like mess this up or yeah, was- absolutely. There was definitely anger towards that person, but definitely towards myself as well. Cause I think you do, it is hard not to think of the should have's would have's like, what could I have done? Maybe if I opened up a little more, like maybe they would have liked me better. You know, maybe if I was a little more outgoing, cause they were outgoing that maybe they would have thought of me differently. So yeah, there was definitely anger towards myself. And then where was the switch where you're like, the anger belonged to them, not to me. I don't even know. It was definitely probably sometime during the summer, but I don't really know. Like, I feel like I just kind of woke up one day and I was just angry at that person. I don't even remember why or like what my thought process was, but I feel like just one day it switched. And I love that you said that because I do think that's very common where it just like hits out of nowhere. 
when you got to the point of being angry at them, do you feel like it helped your feelings? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because, because it's- I, I really wasn't sad anymore at that point. And which is great. Cause like, I'm who likes to wallow in their misery and yeah. their tears, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all have to do it for a period of time, but no, it does feel yeah. really good. I mean, I think some people start with their breakups angry, but I tend to think like when it's the sadness and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, they messed up. I was fine. Like I was myself and like, I did everything I could. I didn't put myself in this position. They put me in this position. I think that's a really powerful like place to, to be in. And now looking like 10 months, looking back, what do you feel like? So you reached like anger in the summer and like kind of stop obsessing about it in the summer. Were there any other like goalposts kind of things that you hit or like things that you hit where your perspective on it started to shift? Because I always say like a breakup's not one giant finish line. It's like a series of finish lines kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. Do you feel like you hit any more of these like series of finish lines from February to December? It's weird because I wouldn't say like, I feel like, yes, you do go backwards sometimes, like knowing like the holidays are here and everything. It's been a little hard thinking about that kind of stuff, but I feel like I'm just trekking along and like focusing on what I have to do. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily gold posts. Yeah. Like some things do like make it like kind of reappear again a little bit. Totally. Yeah. I feel like it's not, you definitely don't go through it as deeply though, as you had once though. So that alone is like, okay, like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it, I'm feeling it, but at least I know it's not going to be like what it initially was. So like, I'm going to get through it. And that's kind of driving alone. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point too, of, I think a lot of people have the perception that to be quote unquote over a breakup means that you never think about them or you never get sad about them, or you don't like somehow, you know, erase all of the memories that you have of that person. But uh, like that does not happen. But you do get sad, but it doesn't last as long. You might have a setback, but it's like way less of a setback and you're way quicker to get back on track. All of those things, like, you know, and looking at the timeline, you were with them last year during the holidays. So it makes sense that like, I'm sure you're having a lot of memories pop up of exactly what you were doing last year at that time. And of course, that's going to bring stuff up. But again, you're like not going to go as far down and you probably like have better tools to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have anything planned over the next month, like for the holidays to kind of help, like help you get through this, this period? Cause this is going to be coming out like it during the holidays. And so, and I know that's a really hard time for people. So do you have anything that you're planning ahead with? Not at the moment. I'm trying like, we're starting to talk with like family. I have family that live in like down South a little bit. So I'm hoping that we get to go see them and I get to see my nephews, spend time with them. Cause who doesn't want to spend time with like their nephews at the holidays? Yeah. Little kids around the holidays is the best. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully something like that. My one friend did just move back to New York. So we will be probably spending New Year's together. We don't have official plans, but that's definitely like a night or two that we already have like secured, just not officially what the plans are yet. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I feel like, I mean, Christmas is obviously hard, but like, I do feel like that's more of like a family holiday. I think New Year's Mm -hmm. is honestly harder for people going through breakups because it's more of like a couple thing and there's not typically like built-in plans with your family. So I, I do think New Year's Eve can be a tricky one for people going through breakups. So looking back, is there anything you wish you would have understood or known 
right after the breakup? Like, is if you could tell yourself something right after the breakup, looking back now, what would you tell yourself? I think that it is more a them problem than it is a me problem. I feel like just like listening to podcasts, like I've listened to your podcast and other podcasts and um, just looking at things online and like really, like I said, I took it personally, but I don't know why, like, cause it really, at the end of the day is that person's issue or problem or dealing with whatever they're dealing with. So I wish I could have like realized that sooner. Yeah. I would say that's probably like the biggest thing. I mean, I imagine your friends and family probably told you that probably oh, were telling you times. that right after, a hundred but it's like you times, can't yeah. hear it. Mm-hmm. You like have to like figure that out for yourself. Yeah. And do you feel like that shift took place when you reached that anger stage? Or do you feel like you just needed to get like some distance to be able to see that? I think the anger stage definitely helped with that. Okay. And this is one of my most asked questions of just like, my ex is already with someone else. They like left me for someone else. What advice would you give to someone who just found out that like their ex is with someone else or left them from for someone else? Definitely that it is nothing to do with you. Do not try and be friends with them, no matter how yeah. much they try and ask. That was a conversation that was had at one point. Oh my Don't gosh, I can't believe. Can you be friends with me while I'm with someone else? And I honestly think it was because like, I think because like, even when things are ending, they did think I was a genuinely like nice, good hearted person. And you're like, I'm nice, but no one's that nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, obviously, I would have loved to have you in my life, but we met in like that context. So like, I can't be friends with you knowing and we weren't friends before that either. So yeah. no, can't do that. You're like, I have enough um, friends. I don't need one to like, yeah, like hurt my feelings. Quality over quantity. Yeah. But I would definitely say, yeah, definitely don't be friends with them. You, There's no reason for you to be friends with them unless you do have some type of have a child together and you don't even have to be friends with them at that point. You just need to be able to talk to each other civilly. Yeah. But don't be friends. Definitely no contact. A hundred percent. We definitely people do have slips. I've had slips. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I'm that person that detects that person on their birthday. <laughs> That's OK. I will say most people have a slip and no contact if that makes anyone feel better. Yeah. And it's okay to have a slip, but if you can just go no contact and remove them off of all social media and remove any text threads, because I was definitely the type of person that would go back and read all of the messages. And it definitely makes you feel it over and over and over again. And make sure you delete the screenshot messages that you send to your friends, because I know we all do that. (laughs) Yes. I remember I went through all my photos and deleted all the, the screenshots. Yeah, that's so common to read through the text threads. And it's it's almost like you're like playing an investigator. You're like, I'm going to figure out where... Where did I find this go wrong? <laughs> yeah, where did this go wrong? It was like, it was between this message and this message. So, and it's like, you'll just drive yourself nuts by... Yeah, you will drive that. yourself insane. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing your story and, you know, sharing your pain, but also sharing your recovery. I think that's really helpful. And This is a very, you know, common story. And so I hope, you know, you're not alone. And thank you for letting other people know that they're not alone. And and I have no doubt that you'll have a good holiday season, even if there are some, you know, sad times in there as well. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie, where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. 
I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.